Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is once again Monday night. Uh, this particular Monday night is the 9th of May, 2011. Uh, this is 10 dozen minutes of waiting for the bus with Jake and Mr. Skullhead. Uh, I'm Mr. Skullhead. Jake is not yet on the line, but he is on Skype, so we're going to add him in right now. Hello, sir. Good evening. How you doing, man? How are you doing? Hey, I asked you first. Uh, I'm sure you thought you did. Oh, I'm, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little behind. I got to, uh, I've got to make an effort tonight. But I'll, I'll make that effort, because our fans deserve that effort. What are you behind on? Uh, I was just, I left part of my brain in Wisconsin over the weekend. Oh, so yeah? So I'm just waiting for it to catch up. Yeah, we did a, uh, bachelor party for somebody on Saturday and into Sunday that involved, like, driving across... Wisconsin all day drinking at various breweries or brew pubs as it were mm. and then going to a strip club in the evening and uh, having some shots and some beers and then nice. drinking some more beer the next day so like I, I'm a guy who drinks maybe two beers a week and yeah. I drank 12 or 14 in the, about 36 hours so yeah one of those multiple day hangovers mm-hmm well, actually, I, I'm not hung over at all, and wasn't the day after, but I just feel kind of tired, and of course, my sinuses were like, you, you traveled farther than five miles from your home. Why we Why was everything. it in Wisconsin? Is that just where the brews are? Wisconsin is to Minnesota what Nevada is to Arizona. It has, okay. like, more relaxed laws about liquor and strip clubs and gambling. I see. So it's how, far, kind of the, how far of a drive was that? How much how much traveling did you actually have to do to go to this this here thingy? I think we only spent yeah, maybe a total of four hours in the car each way. Yeah, that isn't bad. I didn't realize how close you were to the Wisconsin border. Yeah, we're we're like handy, if you ever commit a crime, you do something like, you know, say have sex with a woman, I'm sorry, a girl, uh, who in Wisconsin would be a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have no idea what it's like to have sex with a girl or a woman. So, mm. uh, um, well, so uh, tell tell us about the the breweries. Were they good? Were they cool? They were. They were. We uh, we had a pilsner that was actually good. I don't believe weird. you. It was it was delicious. It tasted more along the lines of almost the saisons that I've had. Mm-hmm. So it actually had some depth to it. Some stuff going on. It was the first pull off of the first keg of the stuff that this new brewer had made. Wow, so you were blazing a trail. That could have gone really badly for you. Neat. Yeah, but you kind of have to when you hear something like that. Like, we just got yeah. this keg in, and if you guys have some, you'll be the first. You kind of got to hit that. Would, I would do it. Hmm. And it was uh, good. Yeah? I gotta oh. tell you, the, the strip club's name, we hadn't intended really to go to a strip club because we're none of us are really the kind of guys who are like, oh, dude, you're getting married, bro. Let's hit up the strip club right on, brah. Not really those kind of dudes, but it was the the strip club was like a quarter mile from the place where we camped out for the night, and it was called Cruisin' Chubbies. Huh. And it uh, had a little sign next to it that said semi-parking. <laughs> we couldn't figure Actually. out if that was a like a continuation of that joke or not. We also couldn't huh. figure out if it was going to be a place where, like, you go to cruise for fat girls, or it's a place to go if you have a chubby in your pants. 
Right. Oh, I see. I, I had not. I had not thought the erection. Uh, I, I think because describing an erection as a chubby is something that I like to put behind me with like all of the rest of Polly Shore's uh, utterances. <laughs> I think Polly Shore was the first guy who I heard say semi too. Oh yeah, like, yeah right. Thanks oh, for semi- leaving me with wow, a semi. Okay. I, hadn't, I didn't get that joke either. Maybe maybe I'm the one who's slow on the uptake. Maybe you've wrapped around to being uh, triple on top of things. Mm. Maybe you've been maybe you've been down so long it looks like up to you. It could be. Maybe you're headed up the down staircase. Maybe I'm. My inside is out. My outside is in. Maybe you're walking tall. <laughs> I, now I'm just listing movies. Uh, movies that have been remade with Dwayne the Rock Johnson in them. Hmm. Uh, well, so tell 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 me about your strip club experience. I know I know you uh, you like me share a uh, you, well you share with me a, an intense disdain and fear of the nude female form. You and I have a different opinion about strip clubs. Uh, I think you yes. prefer the full nude. I do. Whereas I think that's kind of creepy. I prefer like I don't mind seeing the occasional vagina or vulva. I suppose it's more like. The entire back of a woman is really sexy if there's nothing breaking the, just the expansive flesh back there. Mm-hmm. And, like, even the waistband of a thong makes a difference in that particular See, sexy area. I like for what's covered up by the waistband of a, of a, a pencil-thin, or even thinner than pencil-thin thong, I, I like what that leaves to my imagination, because I can look at her and I can think, wow, that girl could be hideously deformed. She could, in, in fact, that might not actually be a G-string. That might actually be a mass of grotesque red uh, scar tissue. Hmm. I thought you were thinking, how about under that G-string is a picture of an erect penis? Let me just picture that in as much detail as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, figure that, that's kind of how you roll. The, uh, oh, yeah, hey, look, you know. my browser's yelling at me to upgrade. By the way, did you know that Firefox 4 exists? Would you like to download it and install it? No, I thanks. The reason I quit with the Firefox was every time I tried to open it, it wanted to download another version of itself. Yeah. Um, so you did you were the drinks at Chubby Chasers really expensive? <laughs> they actually were surprisingly reasonable. I think that the beers were in the like two or three dollar range. Oh wow! The I got a couple of shots of Jameson for the Bachelor because that's his thing, and those were. You know, like five or six dollar shots where they should have been three or four. That's not so bad though. But they didn't know what to charge me for my tequila shot, so that ended up being like two dollars for a, a pretty decent tequila. I feel like my my sort of expectation of what a single shot or a drink containing a single ounce of even even something as top shelf as like Jack Daniels is like ten bucks. Huh. That is true. I don't know. I guess you're you're in that sort of middle part of the country where booze is really really cheap for whatever reason. Right. But hard to get in various ways. Yeah, like you know, on like Sundays. Afternoon on Sunday, you can buy three two beer. Other than that, I I don't understand how that like those laws seem to me to be akin to like the no blowjobs laws. Uh-huh. Like, okay, why do we still have these? Like, it just seems like it should be a matter of one person complaining to one reasonable lawmaker, and then the lawmaker is th- saying, like, oh, oh, right, 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 sorry, sorry, we forgot. 
Yeah, I find it odd that even in Wisconsin, the they they have to stop selling alcohol at like ten o'clock at night in a in a takeaway place. Mm-hmm. But in a bar, they can sell it till two in the morning. I think three in Wisconsin, and that just seems wrong to me on several levels. Not the least of which is, I come from Arizona, where their liquor laws are sane, and you can buy hard liquor just about anywhere, and you can buy it until two in the morning, mm-hmm. and it's fine. I mean, do you feel that there is a legitimate reason to stop selling booze at the grocery store at two in the morning? I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. I, 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 it seems that a lot of our a lot of our liquor laws just everywhere are kind of fraught with hypocrisy and self contradiction and uh, relics of ages past. And it, it's it makes little to no sense that you can. As it gets later in the evening, you're welcome to stay in a place that you presumably had to drive to get and get more and more drunk. What you can't do is walk into a place sober, get some liquor, and go home and get drunk. Mm-hmm. It's, it's strange to me. Yeah. I mean, same same sort of thing. I know that you, I think, have probably disagreed with me in the past about this particular bit of hypocrisy, but just the notion that you can't drink a beer in your car... Uh, seems silly to me because it's already against the law to drive drunk. Mm-hmm. You know, eh, no, no need to rehash this old argument again. If if you felt like rehashing it, I don't feel like rehashing it. You don't no, feel I'm... like rehashing it, do you? No, I just think that if you're going to drive drunk, you should be in a car seat. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's the only it 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 only makes sense. It saves it saves four or five lives a year. Yeah, and for only a thousand dollars a car seat, it's a fantastic deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at the statistics that somebody cited about how it wasn't particularly expensive, looks like uh, car seats cost people somewhere in the neighborhood of four or five million dollars collectively per per uh, per life saved. Who do who do they cost that? Everybody. Everybody. Everybody who has to buy one. Everybody who has to buy one. Because everybody who has to buy one has to spend $5 million. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, their kid gets killed. It's really just one guy, yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, we're going to have to put your kid in this $5 million chair or a pool of lava. Right. Like, okay, well, let's do it. Uh, excuse me, everybody, uh, can I borrow $200 from each of you? <laughs> sure. Yeah, sounds like a pretty good deal, huh? Ah, oh, boy. Um... So yeah, that was that sounds like it was an entire weekend. It was. Was it just the fellas, or was it one of those was one of those bachelor parties that the ladies were invited to as well? It was just the fellas. We all piled into a twelve passenger van and drove across. My, Presumably, the driver was not drinking at all. Right, he was a sober driver. We were. Uh, uh, did my, you camp? We uh, we went to a place where there were little cabins, mm. and saved us the trouble of setting up a tent drunk. Cool. Did they have running water and toilets and everything? In a separate building further down. Like, the, the cabins themselves were, like, little 10-foot by 10-foot square, maybe, with a, a couple of bunk beds in them. Did they have a fireplace? They had an outside fireplace. That's not really a fireplace, then. A fire pit. I mean, it's a place where there is a fire. <laughs> right. It, it's a pit. It was a ring of fire, actually. We, uh, we toasted yeah, it, it, Peeps. That was cool. 
Uh-huh. Toasted some peeps. They uh, they just get like a, a sugar shell around the marshmallow. They already right. have a sugar shell around the marshmallow. No, they have sprinkled powdered sugar around the marshmallow, and when you melt it, it you, when you... Mm, it isn't it powdered sugar. It's definitely granulated. Granul- that's, that's sugar and individual like. granules, and the granules bond together when heated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know... It I, like I don't get what it is about Peeps that makes them taste the way that they do. Uh, they always, to me, I get the same like eating a Peep is like drinking a Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. Like it just it's, it's got that like uh, this should be sweet, but it's all chemically and bitter. Huh. That's no good, and I don't like it. Are you a super taster? I don't think so. Yeah, I think Peeps are just marshmallows, which, you know, I mean, I don't hate marshmallows, but I'm not, you know, I'm not, like, a huge fan. I don't really enjoy toasting marshmallows. It's I would rather a... just, like, I would rather take, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, just, like, a little, let's say you could make solid uh, kerosene, like a little ball of kerosene. I would put that on the end of a stick, and then I would just hold it into a fire and watch it burn. That's uh-huh. cool, you know. Sure. But I don't need that to be something that I'm going to eat. Yeah, I do the extra special... Good carcinogen delight with marshmallows, where you like, which is you put cigarettes in them. Yep, like you burn a skin onto them. You burn them until they have like light completely on fire, and blow them out, and then peel that charred skin off and eat it, and then do it again. Mm, okay. Yeah, people don't understand it, but it is del- delicious. Did you ever uh, roast marshmallows over a gas stove? No. I have made s'mores in a microwave, though. Mm. Made a whole yeah, lot more sense. They're still disgusting, sir. Yeah. We, we all know you prefer Celeste. Yep. So, uh, what have you been up I, to? Uh, um, we made mint juleps last night for Advice Hot Dog, and I uh, Roy felt, I guess, that 10 pounds of mint was the right amount of mint for hmm. making a couple, couple beverages. Uh, so I, I took a lot of the mint and uh, made... Well, I started making. I'm in the process of making right now some uh, mint-infused simple syrup to mm. try to make it easier to make mint juleps in the future, or some sort of you know what a lot of people would probably consider an ersatz mint julep. Uh huh. So is we'll it, see how that turns out. You could do uh, mojitos with that too. Oh yeah, you probably could. I don't tend to keep rum around. I don't like it that much. Mm. The the amount of rum at my house is always the amount of rum that's been left over after parties where somebody else brought it like a. You know, like a 1.75 liter of rum. I've always been resistant to referring to those as handles of booze. Right. Because they don't always have handles on them, right? Yeah. I don't know why I will say a fifth, which is probably equally inappropriate. You know, because what's 750 milliliters a fifth of? I just tend to go for uh, a big bottle or a little bottle. Mm Mm-hmm. But you don't want like a little bitty, but like an airline bottle. Or an airline I guess that's bottle. a tiny yeah. bottle. Sure. You just say, this is a this bottle is the largest bottle they would sell me. Mm-hmm. Unless you went to like the novelty. You know how you could buy those giant inflatable crayons? Huh. They have destroy some, themselves uh, those. Sell similarly uh, enlarged bottles of, uh, of uh, rum. Boy, down over to the border there the duty-free shop down in Mexico, they have some big-ass bottles of things. You know, you know given the general conditions of sanitation in Mexico, I don't believe that any store there is is truly duty-free. Oh. You've seen those, are right? they? They're like 
Johnny Walker Black Label that's $1,500 and is so big that it has to be on a little swing to help you pour it. What's weird is that you can't, I think, buy that. Right? Like, they don't... Well, okay, I, I guess that you can. You can't... You can't explode... You can buy it if you take it to Mexico and finish it there. I... To I, me, duty-free shops are... They seem to just be, like, one of those things that is just entirely an exploit. Right? It was really weird when we went there and you had that, like, crisis of conscience. It's like, we're not gonna drink all of this in Mexico. Like, we're just gonna, you know, we might take some of it back with us. Like, sure. But even if we were gonna drink it all in Mexico, it's still not... I mean, it's like, that is not what that is for. Right? It's, like, it's just, it's a weird way to, like, sort of cheat your way out of paying taxes. And, like, to me, that seems like it makes you a bad Democrat. I wouldn't think so. You don't think that just evading taxes makes you a bad Democrat? Because you're not evading the taxes. You're abiding by the terms that were set forth. Sure, is... but this is not what the terms were for. I, I just feel like, in general, like, duty-free shops are, are like, taking advantage of this loophole that was, like, like it was, like, the, the government didn't didn't set out and say, "All right, well, we should uh, we should tax this luxury good, right? We should we should put a bunch of taxes on booze because nobody needs it. You know, we want to maybe, as a public health concern, discourage the use of it a little bit. You know, maybe encourage people to be a little bit more responsible with it. Whatever, make some more money. Oh, but by the way, let's not do that if you happen to live uh, on a border town and you can buy it and walk five feet and then walk back five feet." Like sure. that that seems yeah, that's that was their goal. Well I, you know. I'm not sure that see we have a difference of opinion there because I'm not sure that the fact that the law can be circumvented means that it's a bad law. I n- n- no, I don't know that I necessarily believe that, that there's something to be true wrong on, with on, on some fundamental level, but like you're you're entirely being true to the letter of the law. And clearly the people who wrote the law, because the law hasn't been changed, they know that that's going on, and they consider that an acceptable byproduct of being able to tax liquor as highly as they do in the rest of the country. Right? Like, nobody nobody is ignorant of what is going on here. Right, but I mean, like, if you figured out a loophole that allowed you to do it everywhere, right? I mean, if, if somebody could, like... I don't know, build a floating platform that wasn't part of the U.S. just anywhere, right? Right, if every liquor store had some, uh, like a square, foot square that was soil taken from Mexico or something. Sure, something like that. Then then I think they would do something about it, right? I mean, it might not be worth going after this particular thing. Because, you know, it, it is not true that the majority of booze sold in the U.S. circumvents duty in this way right like right. The, or the excise tax or whatever it is you're whatever it is you're getting around but it is the case that the majority of booze sold in duty free shops is being sold kind of disingenuously i mean that's that is not what that is for that is for buying something that is for export right it's for like somebody who's not a u.s citizen to buy it and take it home with them it doesn't make any sense to charge them u.s excise taxes Right. So, I mean, it's the fact that they're aware of it and tolerate it doesn't mean that it's like even like ethically neutral. Right. Like 
to, to me, well, it just I just get sketched out of it, and I'll do it every every once in a while, you know, or like I'll I'll like. I don't feel bad about, like, buying cigarettes on the reservation if I'm buying cigarettes for somebody, right? See, well, that is not what that shit is for, right? That's, is it? There's an entire industry that's built up around this idea that, oh, it's, reservations are like a different country, and somebody went, ooh, we're like a different country. That means we can have gambling here, even if the rest of the state doesn't want us to have it. Like, that is, that's an exploit. That's kind of ridiculous. But it's fine. I suppose you're right. It's I a don't victimless know. crime. It's not even a crime because it's legal. The other thing is, uh, though, uh, like excise taxes on tobacco outrages me a little bit more than excise taxes on alcohol, and I have no idea why. <laughs> sure. You know, I feel like they they are maybe more the product of demonization than drinking is to some extent. Because, hmm. like, nobody would say, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think sometimes that, like, there's more societal acceptance of drinking than there is of smoking. But then, like, you know, it's like, what, 90 years ago? Just like, oh, yeah, that's illegal. Mm-hmm. Maybe that wouldn't happen now. I would not be surprised if tobacco becomes illegal in the U.S. in our lifetime. You think so? Yeah. I think they're doing a pretty good job of slowly edging it out by raising taxes and making it making fewer and fewer places that you're allowed to smoke yeah if the only place you're allowed to smoke is like in your house or on your property that's gonna deter a lot of smoking yeah i don't know i guess as long as they're making tax money from it yeah you know i wonder i wonder if they look at that i mean i wonder if they raise taxes on that in ways that actually decrease their revenue. Hmm. I wonder if that's the thing that they would do. It's It seems like menthols are on the chopping block again, potentially. Like, that's that's being looked at. They somehow escaped that whole flavored tobacco ban, which didn't accomplish anything right. because of loopholes that were put in for cigars and stuff. Yeah, now what used to be 20 clove cigarettes are 15 clove cigarillos. Yep. So, you know, I don't know exactly what that accomplished. Yeah. A lot of a lot of companies had to redesign their packaging for no real reason. Right. Mm. That would be I'm interesting sitting, if I'm they're... sitting on this treasure trove of cloves when I thought they were gonna be impossible to get. And I was gonna I was gonna become a become like a slumlord for goth chicks. <laughs> Do you think that marijuana is gonna get legalized in our lifetime? Um, I don't know. Maybe. You'd think that eventually we would get a president who just, yeah, I smoked weed and it's fine. And we all know that it's fine because you all did it too. You'd think. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to say, right? Like, I, this is another one of those things where I just don't really ever trust the motivations of a large organization. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, you know, what, there's a lot of people, you know, th- there's a lot of municipalities that make a lot of money, like seizing shit from drug dealers. Yeah. Right. Which, in my mind, while it's easy to get people to vote for that, it's a bad thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's like like the whole turning war into this big industry that a lot of people make a lot of money off of. Like, eh, no, that was probably a bad idea. Right. 
because you know if it's if it's always in a lot of powerful people's best interest for the U.S. to always be at war somewhere, then there's going to be a lot of wars, questionable provenance. And it's kind of the same thing with drug laws, I guess, to some extent. Although I don't know, you know, it's maybe a little harder to point at exactly who's making the money from that. At least for me, because I don't know anything about it. I think it's kind of it's telling that anytime there is a legalized marijuana thing on the ballot, the people who come out against it are funded by tobacco and alcohol companies. Huh? Do you think there's some conspiracy there? And I don't think it's a conspiracy. I don't think that it's something that's quiet or anything. It's kind of obvious that any other way that you can adjust your mental state that's not a prescription drug and is not one of the legally approved substances right now is going to be a threat to those interests, right? I don't I don't think that the tobacco companies would feel that way. I think they probably, you know, with their distribution networks and their, you know, vast machineries designed to process things that you're supposed to smoke like it seems like they would stand to benefit from it right i mean just the the idea of the marlboro green seems like they would be all all over that shit well maybe the i know for sure that the beer companies were out in force in california when that was on the ballot recently it's weird they're not big fans of that and i understand like i hesitate to call marijuana medicine because most of the stuff that's sold for medicinal purposes is used for the to the debilitating I'm not high enough disease mm-hmm. but you know it seems to help a bunch of people out and do it do the same thing that some really expensive prescription drugs do without really freaky side effects and I, I do think that's something that threatens an industry yeah maybe I, I don't know if I believe that like it's really a big deal because I feel like you know, I mean, my my dad had cancer, and and he was like, yeah, I would probably smoke pot. That would probably make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, do you do you want me to get you some pot? And he was like, no, I don't want you to get in trouble. Huh. But like, I could have without getting into like, you either you have to be really unlucky or pretty dumb to get in trouble for smoking pot. Yeah, like it, it's the, it doesn't really matter in general, that it's illegal, except for people who are, like, selling it, which, you know, admittedly, that could be a problem. Uh, okay. Sure, right? But, but like, you know, it's, it is effectively legal in San Francisco. Everywhere you go, people are smoking pot in the open, like, right in front of cops, hmm. right? And the trouble there is that they're not exactly an opinion leader for middle America, right? It's like, oh, well, if it's good enough for the fags, we should outlaw it. Yeah, I mean, here, I would wager if some if a cop smelled it, he would look for the source, and track the guy down. We saw some people get kicked out get kicked out of a concert, went to went to this hip hop concert uh, the other night. People were getting thrown out for smoking weed. Hmm. Every once in a while, I'll smell some weed, and then uh, later, you know, a few minutes, a few minutes would pass, and then a security guy would come and throw some stoners out. How did they enjoy that? Was that the atmosphere show? Yeah. Did you enjoy them? I like them a lot. Really? Uh-huh. I, I... You know, I have a problem with live music in a lot of cases, in general, because you can never understand the lyrics. Uh-huh. 
like just because of the sound quality. I mean, that's just that's not like I feel like the experience of live music is about just sort of filling a room with sound, right? As opposed to like a sort of thoughtful consumption of it, the way that I kind of prefer. Yeah, I mean, not always. I mean, sometimes I just want to turn shit up and drive fast, right? But I, like, that's why like before I go to a concert for a band that I'm not too familiar with, which doesn't happen very often, but I'll get as much of their music as I can and listen to it so at least I can go, oh, they're playing that one song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I like, I, I feel like I like to think I'm the kind of person that would do that, but I, I wouldn't, <laughs> I don't. I, I can't say that I've been super impressed with any of the atmosphere that I've heard recorded. Hmm. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're a favorite of, of my lady friend, and, and, you know, I was I was happy to go to the show. I was happy that to, seems strange happy to, make to that. me. Because to what me, does? they, that, that you didn't like it. Because to me, it, it sounds like Optimus Rhyme if they weren't talking about robots. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't dislike it. I I think that though that like the thing that I like about Optimus Rhyme is the stuff that that guy can do with his voice as an instrument, which almost nobody else can do. Right. I mean, like I was thinking about this. Like, as in general, I'm not a huge hip hop fan, right? But I like Busta Rhymes. I like actually really like Busta Rhymes. Like anytime I hear Busta Rhymes, I'm like, oh man, it's awesome. A song that I've never heard before. Have no hope of understanding the lyrics, but it's like, huh. you know, I just like the way that guy's voice sounds when he uses it to make music. Yeah. And and I don't know. I mean, the, the like I, it I don't mean to say that it was a bad show. I don't mean to say that I did not enjoy the Atmosphere concert, but like it it was kind of I could take it or leave it, right? Huh. This is something that is actually starting to I'm not entirely sure whether this just makes me, like, old or elitist or what, but something that really bothers me is when there is a DJ playing a record that is a recording of another DJ DJing. Huh. Right? Like, if you are are playing a record of somebody scratching records to mix songs together and to fuck with samples and to make cool soundscapes, like... I don't think that needed to be a record, and I don't think you needed to be a person performing, right? Like, the kind of person that plays a record and just fills a room with the sound that is recorded on a record is not like a guy who needs applause when he's done doing that, right? And this is not to say that this was going on with any of the DJs at this particular concert, because it wasn't really, you know? But, like, I don't know, we went to this restaurant last night, actually. And there was a DJ playing, and that was all it was. Like, he was using a fucking laptop in between two turntables to beat match. We, like, we ended up sitting where I could see, I was, like, right sort of offset and behind the guy. And I could see what he was doing. And it was like, all right, so you're just using software to tell you which of your records to put on this fucking turntable next. Every once in a while, he would scratch a record, and it would be like, that was totally unnecessary and didn't sound very good. <laughs> why Why are you here instead of a fucking jukebox? Like, why Why is it that somebody is paying you to do this? I like a DJ. I, li- I, like, I like some, some deft turntablism. You know? That reminds sure. me of when I was cool and would go to cool clubs and stuff. I never was cool or went to cool clubs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, when did that happen? No, but we would we would go when we first moved here, like in two thousand. We would go see DJs perform, and it was like a thing. Like they were doing stuff, they were doing tricks, and they were making sounds that you couldn't have made if you didn't know how to use that equipment properly, and if you didn't like 
you know, like guys who've actually spent some time digging through record bins to find stuff and try and experiment with different ways of playing things at the same time and speeding things up and slowing things down and mixing things together as opposed to just like somebody who goes to a place that sells records for DJs. Mm. You know? And I mean, maybe that's the problem, right? Like maybe maybe there's every competent DJ has already exhausted every record that has anything cool on it that you can mess with. Mm. And you just don't find those at Goodwill anymore because the people at Goodwill who screen shit for actual value, it does seem like thrift stores have started hiring people who know what shit is worth money and will just sell it on eBay instead of putting it in a thrift store. Right. You know, like 10 years ago, you could still find an Atari in a thrift store pretty regularly. Now you can't. Well, that's partly because Ataris are now 20 years older than they were before. Well, but I mean, they were, sure, they were 10 years old. They're 10 years older than they were 10 years ago. You know, it's weird. It was weird for me to find out just recently that some PlayStation One games are collectible to the point that like somebody's paying fifty dollars for one. Hmm. And I guess uh, uh, I took some games into GameStop, and one of them was a PlayStation One copy of Final Fantasy VIII that the wife had, and the guy kind of looked at it a little covetously and said that they didn't take PlayStation 1 games anymore but that he would buy it from me and asked how much I wanted for it. And I just kind of shrugged. You know, I, I think I took $5 for it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that it that he probably would have paid 30 or $40 for it. Right. Which is really bizarre to me. Well, I mean, it, you know, if it's is. a... I don't know what state like PlayStation 1 emulation ever really got into. Yeah. You know, it was a thing where 10 years ago they were st- you were starting to see PS1 emulators uh, that would play copies of games, but I don't I mean I can imagine there being enough sort of hurdles. Like a Nintendo game is pretty small, right? You're going to find a sort of indefinite number of repositories of every Nintendo ROM or Super Nintendo ROM or even like Nintendo 64, like anything that's on a cartridge is not going to be that big, but once you start getting into like you know, a PS1 game is, like, probably pushing a gig. Yeah. Right? You're not... There are going to be some that are rare, I guess, even even digital copies of them. Maybe. I don't know. I've never looked into it. It, like, PS1 emulation was so shitty when I... The last time I checked into it at all, and I didn't really have any interest in PS1 games at the time. Right. That I just have sort of never looked into it again. That's I'm trying to think if I even own any PS1 games. I mean, I... I probably paid forty bucks for Parappa the Rapper. I could see because that. I just had to get it on eBay. That was the way that Res was until they got re-released by that company. Yeah, whose I, I think I paid ninety to... bucks for Res. That was a PS2 game. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it did, it did. You know, I I got it and I played it and I showed it to a lot of people who had never seen anything like it before. And like, I got my ninety bucks worth out of that. Yeah. Like, I just don't care that two or three years later they reissued it and I could have gotten it cheaper. You know. No, not at all. It was, a, it, was a, it was a pretty cool game. The sequel is coming out to uh, Xbox Live Arcade this summer. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah, same guy doing it, and uh, I guess a similar scheme of things. Mm. My uh, my Xbox works now. I keep thinking, Xbox, oh. oh, that's my thing that doesn't work. But it totally does. So you at least have but one I- console in your house that won't let you down. I think everything works now. Um, I have stopped using the rechargeable batteries in the controllers because I don't know if they just got shitty or what, but I just, you know, 
I'm just going to grab some triple A's, some double A's from the Costco. Triple A's, put them in double A housings. Oh. Yeah. I don't know why my shit doesn't work. <laughs> um, I found, too, though, that those um, the controllers that charge with the little battery packs for the Xbox via the USB cable mm-hmm. take so long to charge them that you might as well just leave them plugged in pretty much all the time. Yeah, and the ca- the cord is not long enough. Well, I have like I have a USB extension cord, just because that was a thing I already had to hook up the printer in my old office layout. So that's not a big deal, but it is weird that so we got them all charged up, and then they it seems like they discharge their charge when even when you're not playing the Xbox, even when you know, if they're plugged in. Even if the Xbox is off, they just slowly lose their charge over a day or two. And we never have the Xbox on long enough to charge the thing all the way up. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the PS3 controllers with the built-in batteries, I really don't like that they don't charge if the PS3 is not turned on. Hmm. Because it's drawing power, even when it's not turned on, so that it can light up the goddamn light that tells you when it's off. Right. Yeah, so that, and that that just comes with like a fucking three foot cord, which uh, half the time that I'm playing my PS3, you know, which is almost never. Like every once in a while, some game will come out that I'll want to play for the PS3, but it, then six months later, something else will happen. Kind of excited about Arkham City. I bet you are too. I bet you're not, because you hated Arkham. Arkham. I bet it's. Uh, I'm excited to play as sock puppet Batman with boots full of cement again. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about a forum thread? Sounds good to me. King Stupid says, why are there so many songs about rainbows? Are there a lot of songs about rainbows, Mr. Skullhead? I don't know. I think the Rainbow Connection has a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy there, because it, it's at least one, right? Sure. Uh, let's see, there's uh, there's the double rainbow dance remix song. That, that doesn't count. There's uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. It's really the only one that I can oh, okay, think of. Okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Is that so many? That's just two, and one of them is the song that's positing that question. Right. So I don't know about that, my friend. My answer to that question would be, I don't think there are. Icefall5 says, Is there any reason the new moonpad.gif file is still coded into the top menu but commented out? Uh, no. I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe there's going to be another uh, dodecahedron. Hmm. Borg, Borg dodecahedron? Yeah. Could happen. Uh, War Tower 9 says, The world event. Will I be able to miss a day or two at a time and still be able to participate? Also, will there be any major changes to those of us who don't ascend a lot? No. Well, I mean, it depends. If you don't ascend at all, there will be no changes. If you ascend a little, there will be a change every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, the world event... Uh, Still kind of figuring out how to roll this and how to maintain. Like, I would like to think that I could do what my initial plan was, which is to change some stuff around maybe every 12 or 14 hours on it. Mm. But I don't think I can get away with that. I think that that's the kind of thing that these days would just lead to a bunch of screaming for blood. Somebody asked, uh, and I don't remember where this was, if it's later in this forum thread or what, but, like, there are a lot of people kind of grousing in the thread about the thing on the peak. 
that like what the fuck world event and they didn't announce that it was there huh. and like I almost don't even want to defend myself because it's like it's the, the thing teaser. about the future is that you're you're capable of getting excited about it because you don't know exactly what and when what's going to happen and when right like yeah it's like being mad that they don't give you a synopsis of the movie when you get to the theater so that you'll know when to go to the bathroom that would be useful though uh huh <laughs> didn't there used to be a website or isn't there a website that like tells you yeah, was like, like pee break when you can get up and go to the bathroom something. Yeah. I went and took a pee break in the middle of Thor and I felt yeah. it I was like, ah, what am I missing? How was the how was Thor? I you know. <laughs> should we get my a babysitter? take on it is that it was not. It was not great. I wouldn't say, but it. I don't know exactly how to put this. I think it failed to some extent. But what it was shooting for was so much higher than what I expected it to be shooting for that even a failure put it way above where it could have been. Uh-huh. I mean, which is a way of saying it could have been worse, right? Right. Which is, is, is faint praise. But it wasn't terrible. There were some dumb parts of it. I think that the story was... <sighs> There was a lot of shit that happened that kind of didn't make any sense. Cool. And was very like very much like, uh, well, okay, this we need this scene where you think somebody's dead and then they come back to life, so we'll just randomly kill somebody and then bring them back to life for inadequately explained reasons. Right? Hmm. And it's like, well, you, you know, you could have just skipped skipped that, couldn't you have? <laughs> like, I'm you know, a you need a lot more lax to, on that though. Of the, yeah. like, this is a, a recognized beat that you have in a story, so just let it slide that it doesn't quite fit. I'm kind of okay. Well, I mean, one man's recognized beat is another man's hackneyed triteness, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, I don't think every blockbuster needs somebody screaming, No! Sure. Y- you know? Like, and, like and it's s- like, well, that's a thing that happens in movies, but that doesn't excuse it when it's done pointlessly or poorly, right? Well, it's kind of like I, I celebrate when somebody does something unusual with a, a plot and twists it in a way that I wasn't expecting. But at mm-hmm. the same time, like, I was okay that, say, the new Alice in Wonderland was basically a fantasy movie where there is an object that you quest for and a prophecy to fulfill and a big dragon to be slain and that kind of thing. Like, sure, it would have been interesting if the heroine had just kind of turned and walked away from the final battle and told everybody to just sort their shit out and not worry about it. But it was fine that it was just that same old story with a new skin on it. It's a good story. That's why it goes around so much. I used to really hate happy endings for that reason, you know? Because and I still kind of hate it like, when somebody man. tries and then focus tests go poorly and then they retcon a happy ending or they, you know, they added a happy ending in to something. Right. The butterfly effect, effect effect. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, the World Event, I would not recommend missing two days. You could probably get away with missing one day, and it also depends on how much you want to get out of it. It's not... Uh, yeah. It's like a sewer. What you get out of it depends on what you put into it. Yeah. Uh, it's like a sewer. It smells like shit, but everybody has to have one. Um, it, the, this lead-in stuff, don't don't fret if you think that we should be telling everybody about it. it like, by the time everybody... Uh, every, by the time there is something going on that affects everybody, there will be clear enough signposting, and the stuff that you're doing now, you will still be able to do, right? Like, yeah. this was this was a way of injecting some necessary stuff into the game ahead of time so that people who weren't in a position to scramble for it when they need it don't have to spend a bunch of time leveling up. They could just grab one in the mall or whatever, right? So don't don't freak out. Don't freak out. Everything is going to be okay. Tell it your is, mom everything is going to be okay. It is weird to watch in the forums the, like, idle speculation turning into feverish speculation turning into dismay at what they've decided things are going to be like turning to anger at the way that they're sure that this is going to be all without any input yep and if you come in and say actually we're not going to do shit like that chill out then somebody goes yeah I'll bet all you jick lovers are going to start kissing his ass now because he said it was going to be okay what the fuck does that guy know yeah, we have a we have a whole bunch of little uh, tempest factories shaped like teapots, uh-huh. sort of littered around the office. Um, Hippo King says, "Jackass Plumber is the next June content familiar really going to be released before the last one's finished?" Yes. Well, I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, dem- democratically, I want to say probably, and fuck you. Maybe Beyond, not fuck you, not fuck you, but shut the fuck up. Beyond Congolo. I mean, that you know, the thing is, we we I think look at times in the past when the naughty sorceress's tower sat there with a big sign saying this isn't done yet on it for like years. Right. And that was okay, and like this modern crop of players isn't accustomed to stuff like that. Sure. Right. We don't te- like we don't necessarily think like, oh, leaving something unfinished, that's a horrible crime we should at least get rid of the sign, right? Which mm-hmm. I think if if I if I were a betting man, I would probably bet on that being the eventual fate of Jackass Plumber is just that the cabinet disappears and doesn't sit there making people ask us a bunch of questions instead of it turning into something, right? But if I you know. felt that that item of the month didn't have enough content and that we were somehow ripping off the people who had paid their ten bucks then I would feel worse about it. But I don't. I feel like it had a whole lot of content, and I don't think that anybody... There, I don't think anybody's final decision was made by, well, the rest of this seems kind of lackluster, but that jackass plumber is going to be kick-ass. Yep. Yeah. We try not uh, to do that. You know, we, we had every intention. We, we did it in good faith. Yeah, and that was the thing, right? Like, because because that one was released while it was still cooking we ended up with this situation where an idea didn't really get off the ground but the framework for the idea was already visible yeah you know and and so it's just it's going to be weird right like there are there are a million other ideas 
that get sat on and may or may not ever amount to anything that you guys aren't upset about and aren't constantly asking us when we're going to finish them because you can't see the scaffolding set up with a big sign on it that says coming soon this idea that didn't go anywhere um yeah uh, you know do you think we would have sold any fewer copies of that item of the month if we had not had the jackass plumber cabinet in there no i don't think so at all you know and and so that's whatever that one was already fucking huge uh, Beyond Congolo says, shouldn't the elite trapsaur be the tiniest bit worried about winged yeti showing up in his hunting grounds, or is he hunting and skinning them to... He doesn't ever go up there. Yeah, he always sends adventurers up there. That Not pictured. Right. Chilled says, so I found a prototype s'mores launcher, and then looks at this thing and says, not really a question, merely a, if I was American enough to know what a s'more actually was, I could get a tinker in and make this happen. I'm gonna look at I'm going to inadvisably just click on a link. Oh, it's one of those, uh, like, pump-action marshmallow launchers. Oh. They're, like, the same way that there are ping-pong ball launchers. That one launches many marshmallows. Mm-hmm. You need a source of fire and chocolate and graham crackers? Yep. The gap in the plot says, Dear Chick, is it possible for the new video game's hot dog forum to be moved down? I keep meaning to click on random ramblings, but I end up in general asymmetry instead because general asymmetry is now the second asymmetric forum rather than the random, random ramblings. Uh, yeah, man. The... Remember when there was a forum? Mm-hmm. Video game's hot dog is forum ID number 69. Isn't that Why partly because of the random name changes and shit around April Fool's? Maybe. I don't know, man. Probably. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's terrifying. It is strange and terrifying, and I tried to make the fucking... I tried to make a private forum that nobody could uh, nobody could see, and everybody could see it. And then I'm like, ah, fuck, ah! Or maybe only the mods could see it, I don't know. And then I was like, uh, Elf, Rian, help me. Help me make a forum that nobody can see. And she was like, nobody? That's gonna be hard. I'm like, I didn't mean nobody. <laughs> I meant just people that I invite. And then I, like, just sort of, I don't know what I had to do to make it so uh, so C.D. Moyer and Hot Stuff could grant people access to that forum because it told me I didn't have permissions to give them the permissions to do that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm the one paying for the fucking electricity that keeps that thing alive. Please contact your system administrator. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sure, I'll I'll look into that. Uh, let's see. Erich says, any chance to make the Ye Wizards vouchers redeemable the way other currency is? For every one you have, you have to click on your choice instead of putting in a value greater than one and hitting buy. Yeah, I don't know why I did that, but I like it better. <laughs> uh, also, any chance of making the Hades Arena mini quest function like the Palindome quest in which you get four drop downs and, and submit all your choices at once? Also, images for non-combats. I don't know. The images for non-combats are kind of a tall order. Don't you know how we roll around here with with our hippos? You complain that it doesn't have a tutu now, but for years, it didn't exist. That, uh... I actually think that was a design choice that C.D. Moore made deliberately. I think he actually did it. You, you told him to do it with four drop-downs, and then for some reason, I made him change it to do one at a time. Uh, because of the way that the feedback came out of it. 
I think it I is think. a little bit easier to solve when you don't have to do all four at the same time. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't because it was just there were some weird constraints because the things were consumable because the, you, it only used four of the six and it wasn't randomized. So two of them were just going to pile up if you couldn't get rid of them. But then if you could only get rid of two of them, then that was too much of a clue. So we had to make it so you get rid of all of them. So then, do they take it away if you give them a bad item? I don't remember where we landed on yeah, that. Yeah, they do. They do? Okay. So, I think with that in mind, for solving it the first time, it is way, way more comprehensible if you give one one at a time. Yeah. Right? Just... I can see how if you're, if, you're, if you're just doing it on autopilot, then, yeah, you would want it that way. Uh, last, for Uncle C.D. Moyer, command macro else statement to make hundreds of nested ifs easier. What about pound include? I'll pound your include. Oh. I mean, take some lewds and pound your mom. I'll uh, take some lewds and coat my penis in ink and pound your mom. There you go. You kicked it up a notch. Uh, yeah, Yuki Bliss says, uh, I remember hearing reading that the Ascension revamp event would take a couple of weeks, so would the world event be in full swing this next week? Yeah, I don't think this event is going to take a... Well, okay. Let's consider it already having gone on for six days, if that's the case. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, the world event will be in full swing pretty soon. Also, what are your thoughts on the forum discussion about the power that be's responsibility to let the players know when new things are going on, specifically with what's happening right now at the IC Peak? I do not believe that we have a responsibility to let players know what's going on with that right now, because what's going on with that right now is a mystery, and a responsibility to let people know what's going on with a mystery is like a responsibility to defy our own authorial intent, which responsibility, I believe, does not exist, and cannot exist if anything is to ever be any fucking good right. so relax relax and have fun kids relax 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 it's a party it's a game I want to say uh, you might want to just look, look at yourself in the mirror and say don't do it when you want to sock it to it uh, do you suppose that song is about premature ejaculation is it I don't know, but it, that whole like relax, don't do it when you want to come. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, they're British, so maybe come means something else. It's a it's a good piece of advice. Mm-hmm. If you're with a girl who's really fit. Yeah, yeah, a bird who's really fit. Yeah. Yeah. A lorry who's uh, no, really boot. A bird who's right fit in the lift. Yeah. You might shag her in a lift. You might. A bonnet who's really booted. Max's land says, Should I worry about having only having two hideous eggs so far? I've been able to balance farming and questing so that I'll probably break prism tomorrow if I'm lucky, but as a result I haven't gotten many eggs. You'll be fine, buddy. Also, in an effort to ask about something not revampy, uh aha. So with your setting shit on fire streak with the council quest, do you plan on revamping level eleven twelve much at all? I feel like some people are hoping so, but since you did them later you might not feel the need. Just wondering. I don't think that they will get a whole lot of attention uh, ah shit that was about a revamp whatever different revamp lastly you know you want to upload this tonight sure I do you always want to upload it yeah always I just I'm always hungry and I don't want to sit there while it uploads from your end then downloads from my end then gets edited I, I will I will make an effort I will try 
what I should start doing, honestly, is I should start just like, I should set an alarm on my phone for like 11 p.m. on Mondays. Hmm. Edit and upload a Monday show. Uh, Lightwolf says, on the disco band at Nemesis Volcano, how does gothy handwave work towards learning the pop, lock, and rave skills? There's an incredible swing, taking anywhere between 3 to 11 plus uses of it to learn each of the skills, and still no idea or indication on why some runs learn them much faster than others. I have no fucking idea. I do not know how any of that works, both on the back end and on the front end. That quest was a grand experiment in figuring out if we could do a bunch of content where I didn't have to do anything except art. And I did a bunch of art, and also uh, did a lot of design on the boss abilities, because that was something where the ideas apparently weren't weren't squirting out of Riff's face fast enough to suit me. Uh-huh. Nothing ever squirts out of Riff's face fast enough to suit me. True. Uh, our sack lunch is one of the items that can easily be made multi-usable. It seems pretty common to summon and save four or five of them to use all at once when you hit level 11 during a run. Uh, I don't remember how those work, but maybe... <laughs> Hey, you want to take uh, a little musical interlude? Yes, I would like to go get a beverage. I would like to offload a beverage. So we'll be back in approximately 13 minutes. And we're back. Cool. Did you get your, did you get your peeing done? I did my peeing, and I got me another beer, so I'm prepared for uh, pee, additional peeing later. Yeah. You, were, uh, you were American before you went into the bathroom, and you were American when you came out of the bathroom. You know what you were while you were in the bathroom? Masturbating? Norwegian. Oh. Takani says, we have an adventure signal, but we failed to have a proper transport. Would there possibly be any way to make the bitchin' meat car more bitchin'? You know, in my country, we have problem, and that problem is transport. Um, a lot of people say they want to they wanna rice out their bitchin' meat car. Right. Is that offensive, to say you want to rice it out? I don't know, I feel like rice burner is a pretty established thing to refer to an Asian car. Yeah. I guess it's saying that Asian people eat a lot of rice, which seems like not so much a racist thing to say, but just an observation. Sure. But I mean, I don't know, a rice rocket? I think that's like a Japanese motorcycle, is a rice rocket, right? Uh, sure, maybe. A crotch rocket is, uh, you know, comes from that country where they eat a lot of crotch. Exactly. Uh, Kajamakuji Let's ask Kajamakuji He sounds like he would know Uh, Not really a question, I just wanted to comment on Aside from putting together the awesome game that you guys do And I could not thank you enough for The radio shows are also great And not just for the regular entertainment of having your witticisms to listen to For me, hearing successful adult-like figures Or just five or so years older than me Go on about the world in the ways that you do Make me feel like, uh, make things feel like Everything is going to be alright So it's not just entertainment, it's motivational So again, thanks for that Lovely. Like I said, Mr. Skullhead, tell your mom everything is going to be okay. I frequently do. Uh, Zarquan Higgerdai says, Speaking of the rave skills, why are the rave combos randomized per player per ascension anyway? You can easily learn what all of your rave combos are in a single combat, and you can always just use a popper or other free runaway and not even spend an adventure in the process. Really, the only thing I can see rave combos being the way they are now does is make them annoying to use on combat macros. Uh, you know, the reason that they're randomized per player per ascension is because Rift designed them. Right. He likes those things. Raijin Ely writes, How do you feel about writing a KOL book for the narrative as the adventure, like progressing through the levels and through the world events? Uh, edit. Also, how about making the spooky forest non-combat skippable? It's skippable anyway, but only through a minor exploit. Two quests to some quest adventure you already took. 
Triffid bounty today. Oh, I see. Huh. I didn't realize there was an exploit for skipping it. Plug that up now that Rage and Elise told me about it. Thanks, uh, you know, I was thinking about the... I do not think... And this is this is like a weird thing. I do not think of this game as having a story. Right. Um, and I guess it does. It has a progression of events that could be fleshed out into a story. Yeah. But, like... But they're not, right? I mean, yeah. you don't... There's no arc. If... It would have the same problem as any video game does that gets turned into some other form of narrative. Like, in a video game, you go into a basement and kill a hundred things, and then you go to another place where you fight a hundred different things, and you meet all them, and you go to a different place and you fight a hundred different things. So there's really not, like, you know, you're not learning and growing as a person, but it would get really tedious if you just showed a, a bunch of fights over and over. I mean, it would be kind of funny to to do just a, a, a narrative version, and I almost want someone to do this. Or, sorry, I want, I want you to do this. I don't really want you to do this, but to, to look at the ascension log of a player who is just ascending casually, and then look at the ascension log of a player who's, like, really optimizing, and just write stories about what they're doing. Because uh -huh. they'd be like, First, I went to this alley and beat up a spider, and then I went back to the alley and I beat up a spider, and then I decided not to have a sex change, and then I beat up another spider, and then I decided not to have a sex change again. Right. Like, I, I, it would probably be pretty funny if, if pretty tedious. Um, and then I think for the for an optimizer, it's just going to be all fucking over the place. Right. You have to. You also have to. There has to be a line about. Uh, then I put on this pair of gloves, and then I took off this pair of gloves and put on a pair of boots, and then I took off the pair of boots and put on a ring. Yeah, there's there's definitely a whole lot of wardrobe management that you don't usually get in a book. You know, you you in a in a even in a story that's got the kind of guys in it that would like say swing a magic sword at some skeletons or whatever. There's usually only like one sword. Yeah. Right. I mean, you didn't they, hear. You don't hear like. And so he took off the fabled sword Grothmar, and he went into his sword closet, and he took the fabled sword of Baharnjiflurg. Because even that in, one would give him extra as time. As the the rings, there's day. only like three or four magic items. Yeah. That's kind of the you know it's the Buffy syndrome that we have in our game is there has to be there have to be a bunch of unique magical items lying around for everybody to find. Oh yeah, was that a Buffy syndrome? Well, just that it turned out frequently when there was this bad guy we had never heard of before that has a prophecy to end the world. There's this amulet we never heard of before that is just the thing to take care of him. We just have to go get it. And or it just turned, it turns out it was in this closet all along. Right. In the magic shop. That, that was the thing that kind of bothered me a little bit about Buffy, because that was never really adequately explained. Like, was that... A bullshit magic shop? It was a real magic shop that had a bullshit front for people who were just kind of into the spice rack quality of it. But but did they did they actually, like, I mean, I remember a thing where they go to this different magic shop and there's this woman who's like, oh man, there's real magic going on in the back room here. And, like, the fact that people were aware of it meant she just let them in and sold them some shit. But that doesn't seem like the thing that Giles would do. 
Why they would he know. just sell real magic stuff, which he always talks about how dangerous it is, to to anybody? They addressed that though. Did they in the series? Yeah. We're just like, yes, you can have this thing, but no, we wouldn't sell that to anybody, or we wouldn't sell that to the likes of you. There was a time that that Jewish guy came in, and he was all, "We don't serve your kind here." Mm-hmm. Pretty anti-Semitic was Giles. No spiders or Visigoths. Yes. Did you see Life is Beautiful? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like the idea of a no spiders or Visigoths sign. We had one of those in the uh, window of our dorm room for a while. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Aren't, aren't you clever? We made it happen. I tried to actually for a while, um, you know, Asymmetric had the security labels generator. Asymmetric. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I tried forever to get those to print in a coherent fashion, but they never would. I suppose I could have made my own just based on the words that it spit out. Yeah. But that wouldn't have been the same, I felt. I don't know. You know, you wouldn't have have necessarily had the font. Exactly. you'll, You'll never guess what font I used. I'm kidding. It was Ariel, I'm sure. Helvetica? Because I loves me some Ariel. Fuck Helvetica. Did you watch the documentary? Can't disagree <clears throat> with what I don't understand. Do you, Edica says, what? Did you watch Helvetica? No. What is it? A documentary about Helvetica, the font. No, I didn't. It was interesting. It was all about a font. Did you watch The Little Mermaid? That was a documentary about Ariel, the font. Right. Medica says, any future plans for other fams that act in a uh, similar fashion to the dodecapede? I've always liked the idea of a familiar that works best with less weight, but becomes worse as it grows. Yeah, I don't know. You know, that was a weird thing. Like, when we were pretty sure that everybody was just going to be doing a bunch of ascending all the time, I I worry about, especially like an item of the month familiar that is like, all right, here is a thing that just gets worse the longer you play with it if you're not ascending all the time. Right. You know, because while we definitely consider ascending and like, you know, trying to ascend optimally and well and quickly when we're coming up with what we want to be the like sort of appeal of an item of the month to those people, doing that reverse weight thing sort of forces that on you in a way that I'm not super comfortable with. I, like, I kind of feel about that the way that I feel about an item of the month that just has, like, plus monster level on it. Right. Which then it's, like, fine if it's a, you know, one form of a foldable or whatever, but, like, while the category of people who understands, you know, how to go fast understand that plus monster level is important and a good thing, like... I don't like the fact that to a casual player, they're going to think, why would I ever do that? Yeah, like, why you know, I just bought this item that's making it harder for me to do stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 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 uh. Psyche says, I'm very excited about all the ominous foreboding and winged yetis and increased agua drops and so forth. I'm looking forward to seeing how it all comes together. On another note, I just got a clan VIP key and now I have access to a shower, which is great because now I have a place to pee. But where are we going number two? Are we just digging cat holes in one another's campsites? What's a cat hole? Yeah, well, yeah, what? I've never heard of a cat hole. I've never hold, heard of a cat hole. I don't know why we would be digging them in other people's campsites. Well, you don't want to poop in <clears> here. <throat> I mean, so what you do is you poop in a bag and then you throw the bag at somebody else's campsite. Yep. And hope that they don't reuse the bag and get your dysentery. 
Where did that come from, by the way? Because that showed up in an in an advice hot dog as well. No. Uh, it's a thing. It's like a like the look up the flying toilet. I, I think I read about it in National Geographic. I'm sure it was just about like uh, it was about some place without like running water, and it was like the sanitation is mostly flying toilet method. They talk about the problems inherent in that. I don't understand how a community of people could do, like. You know, it seems like one guy would try that and everyone else would beat him to death and then the second guy wouldn't try that. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't seem like a thing that you could... It, that, like, would become uh, a common practice, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're not... Maybe people aren't afraid of poop. Maybe people aren't as afraid of poop as I am of boobs. <laughs> people near Lake Titicaca. They've become uh, accustomed to both, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't... Uh, th- there's a bathroom, I guess, in Spooky Raven. We don't tend to address that, really. I remember reading, and I wish I, I wish I could find this. It was like something about some guy who was like a systems designer for an MMO talking about how he wanted like ranged weapons to not require ammo. And... They were like, what do you mean, not require ammo? And he was like, well, it's not fun, so just, just like, abstract it out, right? Like, just, we, just, like, we don't worry about it. Like, oh, so you have, like, a magic quiver full of infinite arrows? No, no, you don't, no, you just, you just don't, we just don't worry about it. It's just, it, you know, it's like, your character doesn't have to poop, but that doesn't mean that you have a magic asshole. It just means that we're choosing to omit that particular detail of what this would be like if it was a real world. Right. I like that. I like that idea. I mostly just like the idea of having a magic asshole. Yeah. I, I am kind of a magic asshole. Mm-hmm. That's like the character in a movie, right, that is an asshole, but he helps the main player, or the main character, resolve some personal issue in a completely selfless fashion. Yeah, yeah. Or it's, a you know, a guy who is a real dick about um, Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's that magic asshole. The magic asshole. Anyway. Yep, Nightwind292 says, That name, it could just be made into something that was a placeholder name. Funny until something else replaces it. Anybody could make a game to replace it, then a cabinet that never worked would just be replaced with a new game that does. Simple, right? That was his jackass plumber solution, by the way. Right. Eh. Mai says, Can there please be a command to pull all of an item from Hanks, such as slash pull all? Can you not do slash pull star... And then the item? I think you can. Yeah, I think you can. Uh, the gap in the plot says, Considering there was no announcement or trivial update or anything, is it a decent assumption that having hideous eggs won't have a very big impact on the coming update? I imagine a large part of the player base doesn't even know about it. No, that is a terrible assumption and also not a big deal. Uh, calm down. Don't worry. Calm down and calm down. Blister Guy says, as much as I'm loving the current item of the month, it feels weird that there's no indication at all that I have it. Should it show up under skills somewhere, or should I get a wee letterbox at my campsite, perhaps? That is a little weird, um, and I did think of that. Uh, maybe an accomplishment line or something. Uh, Unnamed Hobo says, is the game not ready for Portal 2 references yet? I'd love to see some non-spoilery ones, since the game is still too new to have spoilers for it on KOL. And then Nightwind292 says, well, who doesn't know space by now? That's funny because that is a reference I was considering making in some upcoming content. One of these days I'll play me some Portal 2. It's pretty good. I think you'll like it. 
It's like Portal, uh, but without all the hard parts and with way more story uh-huh. and way more voice acting and stuff. It's good. Skybar says, not a question. I am so very impressed that Mr. Skullhead corrected himself and substituted vulva for vagina when that is what he meant. That is my pet anatomical vocabulary peeve, saying vagina when one means vulva, that is. I disagree with you, Skybar, uh, because to me, vulva sounds super clinical. And when you say, I saw her vagina, I'm pretty sure I know that you didn't mean that you, like, had a speculum and and a flashlight and you went spelunking to the point where you would actually lay eyes on a vagina, right? Sure, but if you're trying to describe that encounter, now you can't do that without people mis- mistaking what you mean. I don't think that that's true. I actually I don't... That, I, I honestly don't give a shit. I yeah. just read on a, some comment page on some website, yeah, you can totally see her vagina, and somebody went, do you mean vulva, dude? So I decided to catch she that just this once. I think that in common parlance the visible part of female genitalia is just called the vagina in the same way that a penis is called a cock. You know, it's beaver. fine. It's I prefer fine. beaver. It's, it's going to be okay. So I'm glad just I was able to, to make you happy just this once, Skybar. But don't expect that in the future. Uh, Nightwind 292 says, so when is Pokemon figurine Frank going to be searchable in the mall? Is it not searchable in the mall for some reason? Huh. Yeah, I can't think why it wouldn't be. Well, if you can't type... Well, you can't... You, you, it should be... I had... Um, I had C.D. Moyer make it so... Can't you search for all of the items in a set, though? Uh, dude, I don't know. Because if not, you totally should be able to. Is there something that's... Huh, why is he not showing up in any searches? Hmm. I don't get it. I don't get it. He is not unpublic. I wonder if I did something where they did not... No, he's not listed as not fed to cold front, in case that matters. It has been... It has appeared in the mall. It is marked public. I do not know, man. I do not know what's going on there. Maybe C.D. Moyer knows. He did code something up so that you can just type P-O-K-E-M-A-N-N and that it fakes it for you. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so it works without the without the umidy louts. Uh, we got some more questions in here. Weirdest pet peeve ever, says Icefall5 of Skybar's pet peeve. That is a pretty weird pet peeve. Although, to be fair, it is only a pet anatomical vocabulary peeve. So it is probably not weird as an anatomical vocabulary peeve. It's uh, to me, it's a little catchy-ish. I gotta say, I mean, it's okay if you wince a little bit when somebody says it, but if you go, you mean her vulva or her labia, perhaps. You don't correct it, and you don't pretend to not know what they're talking about when you fucking I, you know what they're talking about. Yeah, that that would be annoying. God, I was so upset. I was so upset that I couldn't even complete a sentence properly. You should have fucking better known better. 
Reggie Neely writes into Radio Bug Bear back in the day. A clover adventure in the hole, please. I have 22 of 19 star lines and only one star chart. It could even be like a single one of each. I don't know. I don't think so, man. It's fine. It's fine the way it is, buddy. Big Ben 987 says, Hey, I just wanted to recognize that Hobopolis is amazing and cooperation is great. Any chance of a new clan dungeon anytime soon? Maybe something in between sized? Jesus Christ. Man, I don't know. We got so many irons and so many fires. Ask, says KOL Filthy Lucre, the two of them... What? No, no. Shut up. You're in trouble and you know why. Don't come to us acting like you don't know why you're in trouble, you trouble fucker. I don't know, I'm assuming that this person is a trouble fucker. Right. Dev Joe says, I'm excited about the Valhalla revamp, the first major change to Ascension since NS13. And we all yeah, know how, how loved NS13 was. Yeah. Uh-huh. We think you'll be as excited or more. Dio says, v- wait, what? Oh. Hey guys, just messaging to say hi again. Good to hear you guys again after a year away. I love the revamps and I'm just generally enjoying all the content that is now new to me. Keep up the good work. Seems like Dio's one of the good ones. He comes in every once in a while, he plays, he gives us a little bit of money. And he's like, hey, thanks, guys. This is fun. We'll say, cool, Dio. See you later. Uh, Psy says, new chat effect, something that creates random dyslexia. Hey, dyslexia is not a joke, okay? Yeah, you better watch your pets, pal. What? I meant to say step. Step, Step, watch your step. Oh, okay. All right, so what I meant to say was dyslexia is not a very good joke. Right. Uh, Scoop says, it's pretty obvious to everyone that the item of the month is late because you guys were part of the team that killed Osama. Have you ever done any other top secret missions for the CIA military? Uh, It's pronounced Cha-military. The Cha-military. I did secret missions for M. Night Shyamalan. Of the Hill People says, Dear Chicken Company, so they got Osama bin Laden. Rumor has that Afghanistan was trying to formulate a puzzle, puzzle more annoying than hot stuffs. Bazing! Uh-huh. And by that I mean they were using Osama to formulate, you know what, forget it. Uh, yeah. Hey, has the world totally changed since Osama bin Laden got killed in the head? Yeah, I understand that you can just walk on an airplane with a two liter of water and a gun. Oh, yeah? I wonder what it's going to take for that shit to go away. It's never. No. I, I don't see it ever going away. It's going to take somebody, a bunch of politicians being willing to say, even though we care deeply about terrorism, this is bullshit that is not about terrorism and it needs to go away. And run the risk of other people going, see, look at him. He doesn't give a shit about terrorism. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard for me to believe that anyone actually believes that not being able to take a bottle of water on a plane is keeping us safe. Yeah, but there are a lot of things that a whole bunch of people believe that I find it bizarre that they would. Sure, but I mean, on that one, you really think so? Yeah. (laughs) I believe that there are a lot of people who will believe what they're told. And you think that there are a lot of people who are like, thank you for not letting me take this bottle of water on this plane. Because you're right. It, there's a real danger in stuff like this. Yeah. I really do. Huh. It's that myth. Like, we thought that Scott Pilgrim was going to make $100 million at the box office. 
Because everyone we knew had read it and enjoyed it. I didn't think that. No, we all, we all thought that because I thought that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Pichinator says, I'm really enjoying the conversation, but when it reaches a natural stopping point in the past, I said, wait, what? Wait, he's talking about a conversation that was in the past, and he wants it to reach a natural stopping point in the past. I sent a K-mail to Radio Bugbear a few days ago about some sort of extra parts of Ascension like the Kung Fu Core that is a homebrew setup created by players and the possibility of this being incorporated into the regular game like the moon choices or food slash food slash booze slash lean limitations. Uh, no, no. I'm okay with making a handful of little changes to support that because I think that is a cool homebrew thing, but I don't... There, there's no reason to further compartmentalize that as as a sort of play style, I don't think. Um, you know, it's one thing to like, you know, it's like the conducts in NetHack, right? It's not like a thing that you pick in the beginning because it's like, wait, no, and that's confusing to somebody who's starting out, and it like makes you feel like maybe that's important, and it's not. It's just like a thing that gives you a line in your in your tombstone file or whatever that you can do if you want, and they make sure that it's possible to complete the game while obeying all of those conducts, but they don't go out of their way to, like, encourage it as a style, right? Like, it is it is very much a voluntary thing. And it's weird, like, when we... It's like, oh, these are voluntary restrictions, but it's like, no, they're not, because you have to do one to get your canned air for your next run, so that's not voluntary. Eh. It's voluntary like a fox... Like, voluntary, like, being eaten by a fox is voluntary. I mean, sure, you didn't have to lay down and cover yourself with barbecue sauce and go in the woods. But once you once you did, then that fox wasn't going to stop eating you. It's not voluntary. Useless One says, what's happening at the Icy Peak? Not to get too spoilery, but I just got a brand new choice adventure there. Any clues? I, dude, I don't know. I think the proper response is... What indeed is happening at the icy peak? <laughs> that was pretty foreboding and ominous, Mr. Skullhead. I'm going to say it was. Lord Stefano says, Meat face and various numbers of big globs of skin should make a new outfit. Trick or treat. Here's a candy moth with a skull on its back. Oh, ha <laughs> ha, That would be it. a really quick uh, trick or treat adventure to write because it would just be a guy going, You about a size 14? Mm-hmm. That would be it. And if you uh, encountered the, the, if you went to the clan looking glass, it would just ask you if you'd fuck you. Right. Because you'd fuck you. You'd fuck you so hard. That's what it would say. It would. Cardini says, just so you know, the May item of the month is superb in all respects. Well, gosh, thanks, Cardini. Boy, that forum thread's turning into uh, some expressions of buyer's remorse that are, I think, unwarranted. Wait, really? Yeah, there were a couple of guys like, well, I got another fucking correction fluid today. I'm sorry I donated. Huh. I'm sorry too, buddy. Yeah, I'm sorry you're a dick. You dick. It is a thing that, like, it is a thing that, like, for someone playing as slowly as I do, I'm gonna have just correction fluid coming out my ears by the time I'm done with this run. Yeah. Well, but I mean, something has to be the thing that you're just going to get a bunch of, right? Like, either that or it has to be unpredictable, and the outrage that would be, would accompany unpredictability 
would be way worse than a little bit of like, what am I supposed to do with all this correction fluid? And the answer is, rub it on your weapon. Yeah, correct your own asshole. How about that? Correct yourself where the sun don't shine. Correct yourself before you wrecked yourself. Yeah. Unnamed Hobo says, These kids from distant lands must be paying metric tons, T-O-N-N-E-S, of money for the shipping on these things that they're shipping to the kingdom. How much do they pay? Uh, five bucks, same as in town. Now how much would they pay? Um... No, their pen pal programs in distant lands are subsidized by uh, cigarette taxes, mm-hmm. which is why it's vitally important that we continue to smoke and not abuse our privileges at duty-free shops. Yeah, I was going to say, they were going to be paid for by liquor taxes, but nobody ever paid them. No. I don't know, man. I still feel weird about that. Yeah. Just like it was weird when we were in this big group of people who would all, we'd all... We're excited about getting to buy some liquor for cheaper than we normally have to buy it. And you were being all Captain Bringdown. I don't know, guys. I don't know about this. Are we supposed to do this? Are we going to get caught? I mean, they know that we don't, like, live in Mexico. So, I mean, are they even going to, like, is it even okay to do this? I mean, you guys. We are like, shut the hell up. Not everybody wants to pay $50 for a fifth of gold schlager. I don't think anybody's ever paid fifty dollars for a fifth of Goldschlager, unless it was gold. That Goldschlager with real gold in it. No, I, I, that's right. It was platinum Schlager. Oh right, right. Mithril Schlager. Right. We haven't we haven't done any of that. Uh, magnesium Schlager. No, magnesium. Sorry, sorry. Sodium Schlager, which is just always on fire. <laughs> Salt water. Uh. Yeah, well, here's here's why I reacted like that the first time I ever went to a duty-free shop. What the fuck? What is this? This is just a store where you can buy stuff, but you don't have to pay taxes on it. How is this a thing? How is this okay? Well, you would think that the preponderance of people that are there doing that thing, in addition to, like, I had been, I had been down there a couple dozen times at that point. It's weird and, and they don't explain you, it. It was okay. Like, you get this, and then there's this, there's this like, thug that walks you across the border. He's not a thug. He's a, a man in the employ of the, of the store to make sure that the a, rules are followed. Look, your job, you're not a thug by profession. You're a thug by demeanor. And that guy had the demeanor of a thug. Hmm. I mean, I he would think a, he would make he you a happier. Hired thug, but then you're a mercenary who is also a thug. Well, um, you'd think he would make you happier because he was there to make sure that the rules were being followed. The rules that yeah. you were worried about violating. Sure, but you like that's the thing. There is no difference. There is no difference. There is no there is no like difference in substance or in in consequence of you going into that store, buying a bottle of whiskey, getting in your car and driving home. Then there is getting the bottle of whiskey, walking across the border, walking back, getting in your car and driving home, right? One of those I, like, is legal and one of those is not. Right, and it makes me uneasy when the only le- the, the only distinction between two things that are that are identical in content and effect is a weird legal distinction, right? It makes me think this is not something you're supposed to do. This can't be what this law is for. I mean, what is the difference between 
masturbating in your bathroom and masturbating in a public bathroom? Uh, I, I, if, if no. nobody sees you in the public bathroom, what's the difference? I mean, why should it be that in one place you get in trouble for it and in another place you don't? I think that the point of it being against the law to masturbate in public is that somebody could see you no. while just going about their business, whereas that's not the case at home. The point of that, to... the, but the point of that law is anything that's bought in that store is meant to be taken to Mexico. Once you take it to Mexico, it's not that it has to be consumed in Mexico, because who's to say, if you want to drink half of it, and then come back to the states. Do we, are we going to check every car to see that somebody didn't drink half of you know? But why would you? Why back? would you make a law that you don't have to pay taxes on something if it's going to be taken to Mexico for five seconds? Like because would, in order right. to make a law where you don't have to pay taxes on something if you take it to Mexico and drink the whole thing, you have to have that other one in there. Right. And I mean that's so it's that, fine. That's the, so it's fine. I mean that's the that's the problem, right? Like, it's the, I, I I remember the 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 debate topic when I was a debater in high school that I found the most genuinely interesting because it was easy to get enthusiastic about arguing either side of it was like letter of the law versus spirit of the law, hmm. right? And I mean, letter of the law obviously critical because you got to have something that's enforceable and something that's that's objective right but like i have a hard time violating the spirits of rules you know and i also i also don't have a hard time violating the letter of the law if i know that i'm not violating the spirit of the law see it's weird to me because you don't like laws that are written in a way that they're unenforceable right like, it bugs you to think that there might be a law that's written that whenever you buy beer, everybody in your party or anybody standing next to you has to show their ID, too. Like, that's an unenforceable law, and it's kind of ridiculous. So they made this law that you don't have to pay taxes on stuff that you take out of the country with the full knowledge that there would be a little bit of exploitation of it, but made it that way so that it was enforceable the other way. But that doesn't. But that doesn't excuse the exploitation. I mean, that's yeah, that's my argument. It really right? does because it, the framers of the law clearly had that exploitation in mind, and made a pass on it. The fact that but, there is not a cop, outside of every one of those stores, to arrest everybody, who doesn't go to Mexico and then live there with their stuff, means that it's okay. I don't. I don't think I agree with that as as an ethical point of view at all. Like the, that's like saying they know it's going to happen anyway, so it's okay to do it, is a defense, and that is that is not a valid. No, defense. it's not a defense that they know it's going to happen anyway. It's that this law was written in such a way that this is a a legal byproduct of that law, and it's okay. They don't care. So, do you believe that it that it not only not only that it is not unethical to exploit the law in that way but that it cannot be unethical to exploit the law in that way I believe that because it, is it not because really it was written that way with full knowledge that it would be exploited you I believe would, you believe that that, that I would argue that like, it is on not a fundamental level excuses it I would argue that it is not an exploitation of the law it is honoring the law 
an exploitation of the law would be to take the booze that you bought and go sell it somewhere else in the U.S. in your store. That shit's you, not allowed. But you do you do acknowledge that it is a violation of the spirit of the law. I don't think that I do. Even though the only reason, according to you, that the law is like that is so that they could actually export stuff without having to pay domestic taxes on it. Okay, but think about there are also limits to the amount of duty-free stuff you can take back into the U.S., right? Right. So that in and of itself is another layer of lending credence to the idea that this is a perfectly legitimate use of that law. My understanding of those laws is that they are there so that if you purchase things in Mexico, you're allowed to bring them back. But, but like... No, there is a limit. When you go to the duty-free store, there's a limit to the number of bottles that you can buy per person, and that's checked there, and when you come back through... The I, I, I understand that, but that the limit when you come back through border patrol applies whether you got it at the duty free or not. There is a limit to the duty free. That's but, that's the important thing. The limit that they are checking at the border patrol does not have anything to do with it being duty free. Yes, it does. They, they will not sell you more than you're allowed to bring back, but that's just because you'll have to throw it away if they do, and they don't want people complaining to them about that. They are checking for the duty-free when you're going across the border again. They will say, you know, how, how many cartons of cigarettes do you have that you bought at the duty-free shop? They No, they don't. That might be where most of them came from, but that is not what that is for. That is for if you go to Rocky Point and buy a bottle of tequila, you can bring it back with you, but you can't go to Rocky Point and buy a thousand bottles of tequila and bring them back with you. They are always checking the stickers to see that they're duty-free dude I mean it's a weird discussion to be having like the practice of using a duty free shop is legitimatized by the fact that they're checking to see that you didn't take more than you're allowed to and supposed to take like this is the purpose of a duty free store in in all aspects of practice there are if you go into a duty free shop you won't see like a hundred Mexican nationals and one white guy trying to pull something and trying to get away with something, right? I understand that. I'm not so saying that, that is what that shop not, is for. I'm not saying that it is against law. The, the restrictions on how much you can bring back into the country don't have anything to do with the duty-free store. Except they're always looking at the, the labels to see that they're duty-free. Except that those restrictions exist at border crossings where there are no duty-free stores. Okay, like, Clea. You can't. So, are you saying okay, that you no, can't? No, I'm granting go to your point. I'm granting okay. your point and moving on. Okay. Okay, Playa. I'm not going to be I belligerent. Those limits. I encountered those limits dozens of times coming back into Mexico with stuff that I had bought in Mexico. Like, I would go down there and buy Mexican cigarettes with the understanding that if I was bringing back more than one carton of Mexican cigarettes, I had to hide them because you're only allowed to bring one carton of cigarettes per person and like a fifth of booze per person. Okay. Right, and it's like even if you buy a big bottle, they make you pour a bunch of it out. I may be mistaken about that, but not about the the, the fact that this is what a duty free shop is for. I, I know. Let us not a get duty, distracted a by a duty free shop exists for the purposes of exploiting a law. 
for the personal gain of the people shopping there and who own it in violation of the spirit of the laws that allow it to exist. That's, that is my only contention. I'm not saying that it's against the law. I'm saying that I believe that it is, that it is not necessarily uh, like an ethically neutral act. Like, I believe I that, that if it were in violation of the spirit of the law, because of how widespread the practice is and how out in the open it is, that the people who write laws would change the law to make it not possible. They have not done that, therefore, the spirit of the law must not be being violated in any meaningful way. But do you think that that, that process is instantaneous and, and capable of being engaged in without eye for repercussions? I mean, like... I'm saying you know, there is a thing that is happening that is not happening under board. It's not taking place in, in private. It's not at all furtive. It is governed by very specific rules. And the law that makes that practice able to exist has not been changed, and nobody's talking about changing it, nobody's talking about modifying it, in the however goddamn many years that this has been going on. And it happens, like, when you go into London, or when you go into England, they have their own duty-free thing set up there for their government to do the same thing. It's, it is a thing that is supposed to be happening. And it was really weird to me that you were like, God, this, this can't be a thing that's supposed to be happening. I this still totally don't believe. I, I still do not believe that it is a thing that is supposed to be happening. I mean, I think if you're getting on a fucking airplane, that's one that you to to buy something that you that you are gonna get cheap to take with you on a trip that lasts several months is an entirely different thing than buying it, walking across the border, and walking back. But the like, authors of the law, in order to make it so you could do the one thing have made it so that you can do the other, and could have made it so you didn't. I, I understand that they have done that. and uh, Which is, seems to said, indicate to that, they, so that, that, that that is not a problem. But that, does, but that doesn't mean it's fucking okay, is what I'm saying. But it totally I, does. Okay, but it doesn't. Do but you it think does. That there is, do you think that there is nothing that you can do that is legal, that is not unethical? This is one of the things that you can do that is both legal and ethical, because that's what it's fucking for. Alright. It is weird to me that that would be an ethical question at all. Is it ethical to go into a store and buy something where you're only supposed to take it to Mexico and then take it to Mexico and then come back? Of course it's ethical because that's what the store is there for. Is it ethical to go and buy a bottle and take it to Mexico and open it and take a swallow out of it and then come back? I see what you're doing. Is it legal to go... Oh, okay, so maybe that's not ethical. How many swallows out of that bottle do you have to take in Mexico? More than half? I I see what you're doing. I see what you're you're doing. And you're not answering me, which means that that I am right. Because you are... are, uh, You're you're trying to reductio ad absurdum the thing. I'm trying to reducto ad logicum. I am just saying that I, I am not foolish for considering that it might be a violation of my ethics to exploit a law in this way. Well, it might be a violation of your ethics, but your ethics in this case are profoundly misguided. And I thought that as soon as you had been through the process and understood it, that that problem would disappear, because it's bizarre. 
the logical problems that led me to be freaked out about the process in the first place have not changed. They are still there. I mean, it it's fine. I'm not saying that you're a bad guy for doing it. Is, but I'm is just it, saying, is I'm the just intent that of the I, law that I don't feel okay about? It. Okay, well that's fucking weird because it is. Is it the intent of the law that you should only buy stuff in there that you intend to consume in Mexico? And if it, it is, how do they gauge your intent? <clears throat> you don't like laws that don't make any sense. Would you be more comfortable if the law was written that way? You have to really intend to drink this in Mexico. You have to take at least a swallow of it in Mexico. You, you know, whatever minimum requirement there is will undoubtedly so I, be met. I would argue that the intent of it is not for Americans to be buying shit there at all. I would argue that the point of a duty-free shop is for somebody who is going home to buy something from a country that they don't live in, and that's why they don't have to pay excise taxes on it. If that I is would, the intent of the law, it would be really simple for them to require that you can only buy things there if you have a passport or some form of ID from a foreign country. But that requirement is not made, which leads me to believe that your assessment of their intent is incorrect. Okay, so you believe you believe that the government set out to create a system where people could just buy a bunch of shit without paying taxes on it. You believe that the government will somehow act entirely contrary to their own interests for the purposes of, I don't know, like, do they get a boner watching people waste time walking across a border and back? Like, do they think it's funny? I believe that they don't give a shit. But, but, but you, you're suggesting that this system is being used as intended. I believe so that it, it is being so used as an, uh, as an on-label use, yes. The, the, intent, the intent of the entire notion of duty-free is to, you know what? You guys pay enough taxes. Here, d jump through this hoop and you can, have a, you can have a bottle of whiskey without paying taxes on it. So they're just, they're just doing us a favor and making us do some if, weird shit to take advantage if of If it thing. wasn't... If it wasn't, when you walked into that store, you would have to show them an ID that proved that you lived in Mexico. And if you didn't show them one of those, they wouldn't sell you anything, because that is what the intent of that store is. That is what the intent of that law is. And it would be very, very easy to make it so that that was never violated. The fact that you as a U.S. citizen can go in there and buy stuff and then take it across the border and then come back with it means that you have fulfilled the obligation of the law and there is no ethical conundrum to be had whatsoever. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I still disagree with you. I still don't feel okay about it. It still feels like cheating to me. And, you know, if... Here's the thing. I am a guy who will disobey laws that I disagree with, right? So I will not follow laws if I disagree with the following of them. Like, it's... Uh, it is weird you know, to it, me that you are saying, I won't follow a law that I disagree with. You know, I'll break a law if I disagree with it, but I won't abide by a law and feel okay with it. Right. Okay, That's I will break a law weird. if I disagree with it. I won't do something that I think is wrong just because it is technically legal. But all of this wrongness that you are grokking comes from the nature of the law. It doesn't come from the nature of the law. It really does. It comes from the fact that this is a way that, to me, does not make any sense to just avoid paying taxes on something. It, it, it is a way of 
taking advantage of a loophole for personal gain. And if it is such, a loophole, why I'm, has it not been closed? I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it doesn't cost them enough that it's worth trying to enforce it. Maybe it's not worth putting those stores out of business. Maybe it's not worth like. Maybe it's bad for tourism. Maybe I don't. Maybe it's know. totally okay. Maybe they want you to have all of this booze without paying taxes on it. Maybe that's what they want. Maybe the government's goal. Maybe is they see- don't give a shit if you do. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying they want you to have anything. They are. All right. it, it's fine, is what I'm okay. saying. Well, I'm going to continue to not do it. You have that luxury. Uh, wait, are you saying that. No, I'm not. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Okay. It's time, man. We, we got to call time on this one. <laughs> All right.